It's all over. We have a winner. Manchester is blue and City rain. The final day of this Premier League season showed us why it really is a game of two halves. Man City won the title, Spurs clinched fourth and Leeds secured safety on the most dramatic of final days in my living memory. Your living memory? You're 11. (laughs) Well, whether you're a Burnley, Leeds or City fan, sit back and enjoy one last episode of the only kids soccer show in town here on Orty Junior Radio. I'm Harry Tompkins. And I'm Jack Tompkins. And together we're Two Hops. Harry, I said it all along. Manchester City would be the Premier League champions once more. I, 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 I remember there was one episode now you said that you thought Chelsea were going to win as well. Ah yeah, but I was young and naive back then, Harry, I've matured. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I swear you were saying Chelsea at the start, Harry. I was, yeah. Yeah, but like even yesterday, they were 2-0 down to Aston Villa and Liverpool were one all with Wolves. It could have very well been Liverpool's title. City somehow pulled that majestic comeback out of thin air. Yeah, they're deserved champions, like I predicted. As season finales go, it was a thriller from start to finish. It did look like Aston Villa had Man City at the very early stages of the game. And then Gundogan came on and he just... Flip the game on its head. So now City have won four Premier League titles and eight major trophies under Pep Guardiola. I think City deserve to win without a doubt. Um, On both times when they played Liverpool, they looked like they could have taken the game. The only thing that I think Pep would want to achieve now is winning the Champions League, which unfortunately for him, he hasn't been able to do with Man City somehow, even though he dominates the Premier League. I have no doubt that'll be next on his to-do list. It was amazing for the fans. At one stage in the match, it showed when it was 2-0, it showed one City fan in the stands and he had his head in his hands. Then when Gundogan scored the third goal, it showed him again jumping up and down out of his seat. To me, that's what football's all about. You can't decide what's going to happen. All three of City's goals yesterday came in a span of five and a half minutes. Isn't that just unbelievable, Jack? Unbelievable, Jeff. Well, obviously, heartbreak for Liverpool, even though they didn't do anything wrong. What do you think happened with Liverpool, Jack? I think Spurs happened to Liverpool, Harry. That game was completely crucial to Liverpool winning the league. If they had won the game against Spurs, they would have won the league. They don't seem to have many weaknesses. When it comes to the crucial stages of the Premier League, they always seem to slip up somehow. And City are not known for slip-ups in the final stages. And that was the difference between the two teams this season. What or who is the difference between Man City and Liverpool? I think City somehow have a perfect back line, a perfect midfield and a perfect front line. But Liverpool only have the perfect front line. Now, the back line is incredible. It's almost perfect, except for that second centre-back role. Kanate didn't fill it. Joel Matip isn't up to the standard, I don't feel. Joe Gomez isn't up to the standard there. They need to get a second centre-back to partner with Van Dijk. And then I think they would have a chance at winning the league. Yes, Thiago played well for the second half of the season. Milner and Henderson are both looking to get a bit old, to be honest. Even though Henderson did have a a very good season. And Fabinho being injured, that really impacted Liverpool because he has a huge pull on that midfield. Like He pulls all the strings there. The way you said City have the perfect midfield, frontline and backline. Their backline is normally changed. Every second game, they have a different backline because sometimes they could play Stones, Laporte, 
Cancelo and Walker. The fullbacks are normally the same, really, with Cancelo on the left and Walker at right back. But then some games they play Ruben Diaz when he's fit. He'd play alongside Laporte. Then last season he was playing alongside John Stones and they won the league. So they're quite unpredictable, the Man City backline, if you know what I mean. Even Ake can come in there as well. They have such great wingers. They have Mares, Sterling, Jack Grealish, who, let's be real here, was not worth the £100 million that they paid for him. He is still a very good player. And, of course, they've just signed Erling Haaland. It will somehow make the City front line even more perfect. Now, Jack, City weren't the only team celebrating yesterday. There were scenes of celebrations right across English football grounds. For example, Thursday evening at Goodison Park, when Everton were 2-0 down to Crystal Palace, somehow came back to win 3-2 and secured a place in next season's Premier League. And, of course, Leeds somehow managed to claw themselves out of the relegation zone, winning 2-1 against Brentford. Jack Harrison's late goal sealed the deal there 94 minutes in that was and of course the Leeds fans were absolutely thrilled of course commiserations to Burnley Watford and Norwich uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing at least one of them back in next season's Premier League my money's on Watford to come back Norwich can be defined as somewhat of a yo-yo team it seems every season they go down down to the championship and then right back up to the Premier League and they keep repeating that that Burnley side Vert Veghorst at the start of the season, he was playing Champions League football for Wolfsburg. And now he'll be playing Championship football for Burnley. The, a few years ago, Burnley were Europa League. The season Spurs and Liverpool were in the Champions League final. So it's really strange seeing Burnley going down. Because they were a good team the last few seasons. That said, now, I was happy to see Spurs yo-yo back into fourth place. Spurs went down to sixth and seventh. So they were in Conference League at the start of this season. So they'll be playing Champions League next season. Spurs, of course, won 5-0 in a trashing against Norwich on Sunday. Son got two of those goals, which meant that he was joint top goal scorer, winning the Golden Boot alongside Mo Salah who also scored in their 3-1 victory against Wolves on Sunday. And a joint Golden Glove as well, with Alisson and Ederson winning that. I think this has been one of the best seasons of football to date. Not even the quality of football. like The quality of football was obviously brilliant, like it always is in the Premier League, the best league in the world. But all the action, the title race... The top four race, the relegation battle, it all came down to the last day. It kept everyone absolutely intrigued and that's what made it such a special season. The comeback from Man City, the thrashing with Spurs, the comeback for Leeds as well. Like It was just a really, really exciting Premier League season and it was a real pleasure to be able to analyse it all with Harry on two halves. Thanks, fam. Yesterday, like, it was actually beyond squeaky bump time. It was almost squelchy bump time. (laughs) (laughs) And something we didn't actually say at the start of the show, but I was kind of thinking it. How many managers did Watford sack this season? Let's play Count the Watford Managers. Harry, if you had to say the number of Watford managers you think were sacked this season, what would you say? I'm going to say two. Chasers put. Watford sacked... Uh, Munoz before the October international break and Claudio Ranieri was sacked at the beginning of the winter break. So my right chaser, that's two. Get in! Now it's time to hand out the unofficial, invisible, RT Junior Radio two halves Premier League awards that we made up 
roughly three hours ago. So Jack, the two halves player of the year, who have you given up to? Without any bias intended, I have chosen Sun Hyung Min as my player of the year. And my award goes to Kevin De Bruyne. What's that? Sun and Kevin couldn't be here. Oh, they're celebrating with their teams, it's alright. We'll let you go this once lads, but you better be here next season. Okay, moving on, the young player of the year, and this award goes to Trent Alexander-Arnold. It pains me to say this, but I'm giving my award to Bakayo Saka. For me, he's been the best young player of the year. The next category is Manager of the Year. I have given this award to Antonio Conte. Now listen, listen before... Please, Jack, please, (laughs) let me talk. Okay, uh, so my Manager of the Year is... Conte came in to a Spurs team. There was no life when Nuno left. Harry Kane was in the worst form of his life. And he somehow pulled Spurs up to I love you, Antonio Conte. Finish now, Jack. My manager of the year is Pep Guardiola. Conte had a harder challenge. Finally, we both agree on this award. Premier League signing of the year. I've gone for Dejan Kulusevski. Congratulations to all our winners and the Invisible Awards will be with you soon. The lines are jammed. Some feedback coming in from our two halves listeners. Let's go first to Killian Brennan, huge Man City fan in Wexford. Killian, how are you feeling after yesterday's triumphant victory? Obviously, I'm delighted with how the day played out, but I just want to say hard luck to all the Liverpool fans out there. Baby quadruple was one too many. Best of luck in the Champions League final. As for myself, my heart was in my mouth for the whole afternoon. When we went 2-0 down, I thought it was over, but we somehow turned it around and won it from a classy Gundogan. Very happy about the title win. As for the other end of the table, it was a good day for Leeds fans, as they scraped a last minute win at Brentford. Not a great day for Burnley fans though, as they plummet down to the Championship. Tottenham fans finally have something to cheer about, with a top four finish and Son getting the golden boot. Arsenal did have a good season though, but they'll have to settle for Europa League. From City to Liverpool, heartbreak for the Reds. Jennifer, Mary and their mum and dad, Lorraine and Fintan Kelly. How are you guys? Hi, we're the Kellys, I'm Finton. I'm Lorraine. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Mary. And we're all massive Liverpool fans and we've just finished watching the last game of the season. And while we're disappointed with not winning the league, obviously, we're still delighted with how the season went and we can't wait till next Saturday when we lift the Champions League trophy. Yeah, Liverpool! Well, we'll definitely win a trophy for optimism. Thanks, Kellys. Ray and Anthony Moore, the West Waterford Wolves supporters, are online too. Good season overall. Room for improvement? From a Wolves point of view, it was a season of hope, promise and disappointment. We began the season with a new manager, Bruno Lage, who took over from Nuno Espirito Santos. So look, we finished 10th. We'd have settled for that at the start, but in the middle of the season we were looking like we are going to be a much better season. But we live to fight on another day. We're back in the Premier next season. We expect lots of changes to come. Possible new manager, several players going, some new ones coming in. Thanks to all of you guys there for the feedback. Well, it might be all over for the men in the Premier League, but it's still all to play for in the Women's National League. Let's hear now from our star reporter with all the latest news on girls and women's soccer, Addison Whelan. 
Hi, it's Alison here. Let's go ahead and take a look back to the Women's Super League with Chelsea and Arsenal head-to-head solid at the top of the table with just one point in the difference. Unfortunately, things not looking too good for Birmingham at the moment. Moving on to our own Women's National League with Shelbourne starting to break away with Wexford and Pmail battling for second place. Things not looking too good for Bowles down near the end of the table and Treaty still looking for their first three points. Can't forget about my own league, of course. It finishes up this weekend with a hard game at home against Newbridge. Looking forward to this one for sure. Should have took all three points in Kildare at the start of the season, but we were very unlucky on the day. Also, what a game the Women's Champions League final was with a score of 3-1 to Leon. What a great advertisement for women's football. Also, what a big well done to Man City for winning the league. And Jack and Harry, I'm sure you're delighted in getting the fourth spot over us. Back to you in the studio, lads. Bye. Thanks, Addison. And thanks for the very gracious congrats to us. Yes, indeed, we are delighted on getting the fourth spot. But who knows? Maybe Arsenal will get it next year and Spurs will win. We've gone around the country to the locker room of many soccer clubs and we've met some super fan families who really get behind their Premier League teams. That's right. We had Stephen Hunt, Connor McNamara, Miguel Delaney and Jake and Sobsey from Match of the Day magazine. We've had Nathan Collins on the show, James McLean, Kevin Doyle, Stephen Kelly, Jason Malumby and Jack Byrne. Yep, Barry Solemn from Arsenal, Ref Michelle O'Neill, Stephanie Roach, Tottenham blogger Matt Hayes... Ronan Calvert from Kenny's Kids and Ian McCord from OneFootball. And we've had great chats with all of them and we even asked some to make predictions on how it would all end. Some predictions hit the back of the net, some predictions hit the post and some predictions went into Rose Ed. Let's have a listen back. City, city, city all day. City all day because they won the Premier League two times in a row. I'm just hoping Everton wins the league. That's all I'm saying. Man City. And what would your favourite Premier League team be? Liverpool. 100%. <laughs> and can they win the title? Of course they can. I think they're going to win it by, by a fair few points this year. They'll win the title pretty comfortable this year. Ooh. I'd say Man City for the Premier League. Chelsea be my favourites. I actually think Liverpool will finish second. And then I'd go, probably go Manchester City, despite signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Manchester United after that. I think you're forgetting Spurs somewhere in that list. <laughs> I'd rather see the Man City one because Liverpool fans are very, very hardy listening, especially when you're a Man United fan. So I think City will want it anyway. Do you hear that, Norwich fans? You're going to have a happy Christmas after all. And as we leave you, it's going to be a blue Christmas because Manchester City are at the top of the league. Um dreaming of a flu Christmas Manchester City it's a big question I was at their game on Wednesday everyone's been saying oh they didn't sign Harry Kane they don't have a striker they can't score goals they scored six goals in the Champions League on Wednesday so you don't know and obviously we know what a good team Liverpool are and I think Jurgen Klopp has still got a few tricks up his sleeve so I'm not going to I'm going to absolutely pat myself on the fence I'm not going to make any brave suggestions at this stage go back to me in April and we might have an idea who's going to win the league the main replacement that both teams want to bring in is, of course, Antonio Conte. I reckon by the next podcast, he will be at one of these two clubs. 
I'd just say he wants all the money and he will go to Man U. You've got Antonio doing bits for Nile stepping up. Rice looks like such a leader. I'm so impressed with West Ham. I think there's only one player we should speak about right now in the Premier League and I think you know who that is. It's got to be Mo Salah, right? I do still think City are going to win the league. I hope that it will be an interesting title race. I will go with Liverpool. They're the most enjoyable team to watch. Um, so I'm going to think they'll bounce back this year. I think City will probably do it. They're not distracted on a couple of other fronts. They just have Champions League and the, and the title race. So, yeah, let's say City. Sorry, Liverpool. Listen, it won't be next year. It won't be the year after and not the year after that. In maybe even 10 years' time, Newcastle will be one of the best football teams in the world. So you heard it here first. 2031, Newcastle will reign. <laughs> Wow, some really got it right. Check. Are you still saying Newcastle won't win until 2031? What was that about Conte going to Man U then, Harry? Wasn't me. Uh, that was my clone. <laughs> <laughs> A massive thanks to all our super guests, all our super families, all our super clubs, and to you, our super listeners. Oh, and thanks to Addison Whelan for her brilliant report on the women's football. The only people left to thank is ourselves, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks to football, it's a beautiful game. Well, that's our law. It's been a real pleasure. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed presenting. Have a great summer. Keep up the football whatever way you can. And remember, it's, it's a, a game, game of two, two halves. halves. Two halves. Bye. Two halves.